Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Deshaun Jackson weighs in on which quarterback the Bucks should play after this week. Ryan Fitzpatrick or Jameis Winston. And he says, you can't take the hot man out. What will the Bucks do after Monday night when Winston returns? I'll give you my insights on that. And what happened to defensive end Noah Spence? He was an active Sunday. We'll tell you about the meeting that he requested in Dirk Cutter's office. And the Rays begin a series against the Texas Rangers, still hoping to make that wild card playoff. The Lightning, speaking of beginnings, start the preseason tonight. They have a game against the Carolina Hurricanes. All that and more on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Bursnick. Before we get started, I want to welcome our sponsor, Millionaire Air Conditioning and Heating. Do you want to be a millionaire? Well, for 30 years, Howard and Sue Million have brought their cool comfort of air conditioning to the entire Tampa Bay area, making thousands of residents millionaires with their quality products and service. Millionaire is currently offering 0% interest for 72 months on qualifying equipment. Give them a call at 727 727- 862-2100 to take advantage of this great offer on a brand new quality train air conditioning unit or to schedule service or maintenance. Call 727-862-2100 today. Trust the masters of comfort. Millionaire. So, Steve, uh, it was interesting waking up on Monday morning and sort of seeing, you know, all the TV shows. I, I You know, I get up fairly early. My kids go to school, so I've got I've got like, you know, Sports Center and Good Morning Football and, you know, sort of a lot of these, uh, what's the other show now called Wake Up or something like that? Get I don't up. Know, with the get get up, up with Mike Greenberg and whoever else. Get the else hell up. Them. That's <laughs> exactly. So I have all those on. And, and I'm just, you know, probably I would say the first NFL story was Patrick Mahomes and his six touchdowns, rightfully so, right? The kid has... Ten touchdowns in the first two games of the season, both wins on the road. Best start ever by a quarterback as far as touchdowns in the season. Yeah, crazy ever. Yeah, I mean, my you know what my litmus test is like if you do something that's never been done and it's a good thing, and you're just starting out, chances are, I always say this: special shows up right away, right away. Like you don't have to wait. You know. Um, well, special, except he sat on the bench for a couple of years behind Alex Smith, Well, but, so. I mean, this is his first chance to really play. And Correct. even when they put him in, you were like, woo, you know, like he could spin it. Um, but, like, this is his first chance to, you know, to, to start. And then what's he doing right off the bat? And I know, you know, it's good that he, he was one of the, the few guys that could benefit from, from not starting and sitting behind Alex Smith and seeing how game plans are put in and, and corrections made and all that. And I really think, you know, that's a, the best way – few teams can afford to do anymore to groom a quarterback especially a young guy and let's face it he's on a good football team that's the other thing you know you you look at these young quarterbacks and you say well why is this guy excelling why well he's got Tyreek Hill he's got a lot of good weapons and Andy Reid to boot well, I was gonna say he's got he, a really good coach for quarterbacks yeah I think that's I think it really begins there but you know that aside the second biggest story though without fail across the board was Ryan Fitzpatrick and if you were going to pick uh, NFL MVP right now it'd probably be between those two after just two games, which, of course, is a 
uh, ridiculously small sample size. Um, but having said all that, it was it was Fitzpatrick's performance number one. You know, throwing for over 400 yards the second week in a row, four more touchdowns, and first quarterback to go. You know, back to back weeks one and two with at least 400 yards and four touchdowns. And so, you know, his play got a lot of attention, especially the way the game started with the, you know, the 75 yarder to Deshaun Jackson on the very first play of the game. But then it quickly morphed into like what happened after the game, which was hysterical because, I mean, I was there and, you know, Deshaun and them, I guess, had talked about it when, when Fitz saw Deshaun come in that, that afternoon or that morning. Um, and their lockers are right next to each other. So after the game, they had decided that, you know, before Fitz went to the podium, he was going to get sort of uh, blinged out. And and he borrowed most of Deshaun Jackson's jewelry. And so he put all that on, you know, the the, the big pendant, the one-of-one one pendant. And the Do we know if he chains. got it at Continental Wholesale Diamonds, though? Well, I don't know if he did, but he should. Because if Ryan's looking to purchase some of that, he can save the most money. If Ryan's looking to purchase some now, he can get it for twenty percent off if he mentions us. He can mention us for twenty percent off if he, if in fact he missed the the free cruise to the Caribbean, which is unfortunate because he's got a ton of kids. He's got like six kids and one on the way, so he could have used a a a relaxing cruise. But he's got one on the way. He can get he can get a birth gift for his wife. There you go. Yeah, exactly. And then take her on a baby moon. There you go. At Continental, but. That said, I mean, that deal's over, and it's 20% off, so he can afford that. But DJX, I don't know where you guys jewelry, but it was uh, it was quite the ensemble. And, of course, he put on, you know, the, the silk track jacket or whatever it was and, and then, the, you know, the gold rim shades and all that. And he was in complete character. He was hysterical um, because he gets up there and says, well, you know, this is nothing. We, we, we want to we wanna stay humble, you know. Um, we don't want to change and all that stuff. And he stayed in character until – Deshaun walked in, wanted his stuff back because Deshaun we didn't was, have a shirt. was shirtless. Yeah, well, that was all he wore was a jacket, so he didn't have anything to wear, um, not to mention his jewelry. But uh, so it was funny, you know. I mean, it was a neat clip, and then everybody got into it. And then the folks at uh, Good Morning Football, which I think is one of the best shows, you know, on the air now. Those guys are really hit it as far as ratings wise. They got the right chemistry and the right crew. Um, but it was funny they cut away. <laughs> And they're talking about, you know, Fitzpatrick, and they played the clip, and then they, they're showing something else. And when they cut back, you had Kyle Brandt and Peter Schrager and Nate Burleson all sort of in a similar get-up with the glasses and the open, open, you know, jack, black jackets and, you know, the chest hair and all that stuff. So it was it was really quite funny. Um, and, and, you know, that you know what was great about this, and I, I'm going to make this contrast, and maybe it's a little unfair, but I'm going to do it anyway, is that – um, you know, Jameis has gotten in trouble um, or sort of ridiculed, if you will, for, you know, the eating the W's and, you know, remember remember the hard knocks where we had the rap lyrics and, and Fitzpatrick goes, yeah, I, I like it. It's a little too long. Um, so some stuff that he's tried, right, that he trots out. This was completely organic, you know, or so it seemed. I mean, it had been talked about before the game and they executed it. But it wasn't like, you know, Fitz was saying, hey, this is how I'm going to gain attention um, by doing this. Uh, I guess there was some planning involved, but my point is is that he was sort of acquiescing to his teammates' wishes. You know what I mean? Like they were like, oh, you need to do this, man. You know? Um, well, I think, so I think Jameis gets, you know, some of it, you know, for instance, the eating the W's comment. If they win that game, it gets played totally different afterwards. Right, right. But that was a, he and, was trying to, to pump up his team before the game. And was it corny? Okay, maybe. 
I don't see yeah. why people get so upset about it. And he's trying to fire up his team. If that's his personality, great. You know, Fitzpatrick's right. doing this after a second straight week of 400 yards and four touchdowns. It mm-hmm. plays different. You're right about that. You're exactly right. And it does play different, and, and and you know the result before he does it. He didn't do it pregame, that sort of thing. So, but but anyway, I enjoyed it, and so that was kind of the big the big story, and it continued all throughout the day. And of course, the question we addressed just a little bit last night. We're going to get into it here in a minute, but you know the the question that looms now after you see these two games and they're two and zero heading into Monday night's game against Pittsburgh Steelers who are 0-1-1, I guess, um, is, look, we're just, we're, we're just days away. Uh, you know, on, on, you know, Monday night, which when, once the clock Yeah, look, a, a week from today. This podcast is yeah. dropping Tuesday exactly. morning. So a week, a week from today, week from James from today, is back. at 12, 12.01 a.m. or whenever that game is over, he could technically, you know, drive to the facility and, you know, begin or resume his, his NFL career. And him being, I mean, Jameis Winston. And so we're really close to where they're going to have to make a decision about, okay, what do we do now, you know? And some of that, I think, will depend on, you know, how Fitzpatrick plays. I mean, I've been told, um, for what it's worth, that, you know, only his ch- only a change of play by him would necessarily get him out of there, you know? Um, and... They have a short week. They're going to be coming off the Monday night game. They have a built-in excuse going to Chicago. They have a bye week the week after. So you could certainly say, okay, well, Jameis, Jameis hadn't played in five weeks. You know, we're going to let him get some reps, do some stuff, play Fitzpatrick, and then, you know, during the bye week he'll get a lot of reps, and then we'll just see, see how it goes. But I, I'm convinced now that Fitzpatrick has definitely earned his way to, to start the Chicago game because – Part of me thinks that, and I don't know how he's going to play against Pittsburgh, but assuming he doesn't just, you know, melt down, um, part of me thinks it would be really unfair to Winston, you know, that that's a hell of a defense. And even though he's been working out and, you know, he's got timing with these guys over the years, I'm just not sure, especially if they win. If they win, it's a no-brainer anyway. But even if they lost and Fitz plays well, I think it's it's too much of an ask. I, that's you know, that's for, a really good Winston. point that – you know, whether they're two and one or three and zero, oh, but as long as Fitzpatrick doesn't melt down and he plays well against Pittsburgh, sure, Jameis gets enough criticism already on oh, a short yeah. week, just coming back from suspension. Do you really want to throw him out there when Fitzpatrick has all the mojo? The fans are excited about him and everything mm-hmm. else and it, because you know now if Winston thrives in that environment, great. But if he struggles a little bit, it's just going to get worse oh. for him. It'll be hell to pay. It'll be absolute hell to pay. On a short week and, and just getting back, it, it makes too much sense to start Fitzpatrick. Right. Now, if they if they were sitting here 0-2 and Fitzpatrick, you know, just was awful mm-hmm. for two weeks in a row and yes. it was like, well, we we have to plan. Totally different scenario. I mean, this is the, the best of the worst decisions they'll have to make, which is, you know, we wanted we wanted to get off to a fast start. He gave us a fast start, and it's like – Oh, look what the problems he just brought us. We have a quarterback controversy. And, yes, folks, it is a controversy. It's a controversy because the fans are talking about it. And the locker room will take sides. And that's inevitable. And when I say take sides, I mean they'll all have an opinion. We all do, right? Those, You know what they say about opinions. And so they're no different, okay? There will be players in there, I'm sure, that will be like, well, 
you know, Jameis is our guy. He gives us the best chance. He's the better quarterback. They're all big Jameis guys. And then there'll be, I think, an even bigger majority of, of players that will probably go, you don't mess with a winning streak. You I, know? Th- you I think don't... there'll be less players. I think a majority of that locker room, if not all of them, are going to be behind Fitzpatrick. And it's purely we want to win. We want it's to not win. a personal thing. It's not we don't like Jameis. It's not we don't think he can help us win. It's right. we've got something going. It, look, if this was any position but the quarterback, we wouldn't be talking about it. It'd be obvious. It'd be you know if it was a running back that was exploding. Yeah, because and then you know another you know say it's you know for Pittsburgh and, and Connor is exploding and then Le'Veon Bell shows up and you keep starting Connor because he's doing so well. Mm-hmm. That you wouldn't get the talk, but but because it's a quarterback, you do. I don't think right. the locker room is going to be saying, "Hey, Jameis needs to start." Now, like I said, not personal, not they don't like Jameis, not they don't think he can give him a chance to win, but it's, we're winning now, we're rolling, we're not changing it. I think you'd have yeah. a bigger problem in the locker room if you did change it at this point. Probably, and, and particularly from those that have benefited from Fitzpatrick's play, which is pretty much the whole receiving core when you think about it. But in particular, this guy, Deshaun Jackson, okay, who is – I believe leading the NFL in receiving yards, he's got 250. He's got. He didn't know that stat, by the way. No, he did not. You no, know, no, of course he didn't. Why? Why would guys know their stats? Um, <laughs> that's the biggest lie, by the way, ever told in professional sports. I played with guys. I'm telling you, they knew. They knew down the percent. They knew if they went over three, what their average was before they showed up at the ballpark. You know, mm-hmm. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Yeah, for, for those who don't know, so Deshaun Jackson was on uh, NFL Total Access, and they mm-hmm. brought up that he's leading the league in receiving, and he his first answer was, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. You're telling me something I don't know. I didn't know that. Yes, you did. If you didn't know it, you had a pretty good suspicion, and I just confirmed it. But that aside, so he's on NFL Total Access because he's you know he's hot. He's Deshaun Jackson, the Bucks are 2-0, all those things. And, you know, they get away to get around finally towards the end of the interview – to ask him about, you know, well, what happens now after this week when when Jameis Winston's return, Jameis Winston returns, what do you do at quarterback? Now, honestly, man, he, he's playing on fire right now, and uh, you know the way the team is rallying behind him and just playing, you know, lights out football. Uh, you 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 have to kind of honor it. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, you can't take the hot man out. He got the hot fire right now. It's like NBA Jam. We used to play NBA Jam with younger. Whoever got that hot fire <laughs> shot, you got to keep shooting, man. So. You know, it's not my decision, but I'm sure they'll uh, Dirk and uh, Coach Munkin, them guys that makes them call. I'm sure they'll uh, you know let them stay on fire until you know that fire's out. But I think we we gonna stay on fire, man. That's our job to go out there and stay on fire, and that's what we are gonna do. Like the man said, you can't take the hot man out. Does he mean hot fashion like Ryan Fitzpatrick was modeling after the game, which was Deshaun's fashion, or does he mean hot like in playing football? <laughs> I don't. Could be both. Is those not mutually exclusive? You can dress well and play football. Um, I, I believe that he's talking about the way he's throwing the ball, particularly to him, which is often and uh, with great success and down the field and all those things. I mean, you know, held the John's averaging like 30 yards of reception. So why would he want him to change? And you wonder if that's not the feeling that pretty much everybody in that locker room has, which is, hey, man, you know, we're we're red hot or white hot or whatever the whatever the hot level is above red. And so. You you know, sports people are superstitious, like we talked about. Uh, and Jackson in particular, 
particular, but still, it's it's shocking. Like, I don't know if it's shocking to hear it. I mean, it'd be probably more shocking if you said, oh, no, as Jameis comes in, day one, we're riding with him, you know. Nice job by Fitz, so it's time for him to back out. I mean, that would that would be a surprise, right? But, eh, it's not okay. It's not so, shocking he thinks it. It's shocking he said it. it yeah, exactly. We're not used it's, to we're not very, used to athletes actually telling us what they think. They speak in cliches right. for the usually, most part. I mean, he did he did come back after making it clear that he would not make a change and say, but it's up to Jason Light and Turk Cutter and those guys. Thanks for clearing that. Well, sure, and like and like like we talked earlier, I don't think it's no one believes Jameis can help them win or they can't no. win with Jameis. It's right now Ryan Fitzpatrick's hot. Let's ride it. Yeah, You're, he's playing lights out football. You just kind of have to honor it, and that is, you know, that's that's sports etiquette one on one, man. It, it just is. It's like, hey, you know, we're winning, and we we may know that this that player A is not as good as player B, but. Every time we we're playing and we keep winning, so we're not going to switch, and that's kind of how it goes. Now, here's the big ointment fly, if you will. You're the Buccaneers, and your jobs obviously depend on winning football games, and so you also are like the players where you don't want to do anything to jeopardize that that winning streak, right, or the, or your chance to win that day. But somebody, namely Jason Light. Somebody has to say, look, for the greater good, like we're all about winning football games, but if this team is who I think it is, if these receivers are who we think they are, okay, and and if what I saw in the preseason is what Jameis Winston will become this year, then I think you just have to trust it and, and, and pull the Band-Aid off and, and give him that job at some point, and the sooner the better, because the alternative is the road to nowhere. Well, but it okay. Is a, it That's, just is. It's a very good point, but do they believe that? Do they believe that what? they drafted him four years ago? He is the franchise quarterback, or that's what they hope they drafted. Do they believe mm-hmm. he's good enough to get them there? To get them to the Super Bowl? Sure. Do they believe he's good enough? I don't think we know the answer to that. Well, I think they think I think they think that he's going to be that guy, yes. Okay. I, I believe that they, they have total faith in him. The problem is this, like, let's, let's, let's just say, you know, the fans get that we do a fan poll and even we, we even pull the players and maybe some of the coaches in there and it comes out, you know, 51-49 or whatever, or better than that, that, you know, don't make a change. Whatever you do, don't make a change. You know, ride fit, ride them, ride them, ride them. And, and if, he, if you ride them to the end, you're great. Okay, a couple things about that's wrong, that, that becomes problematic. And I tend to think this will work itself out myself personally. But if if you were to do that, and let's say let's say Fitz wins ten games, let's say you know, and he's done that before. He did it a few years ago with the Jets. In fact, they needed to win one more game, and he absolutely was horrid in the final final regular season game, and they missed the playoffs. He threw about three interceptions. Um, but you know, if 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 you were if you were to ride him out as they were, if you just stick with Fitzpatrick. Winston, now, you lose him mentally, right? I mean, as much as you're going to say I'm a team guy and everything, when has he ever been behind somebody, like in his life, right? When has he ever sat there for some reason other than injury or suspension like he had at Florida State? It's never happened. So, you know, you're also sending a message sort of to your to your team that, you know what, 
while we're all about winning and Ryan's playing really well and he earned it and we're going to ride with him, you're not really behind Jameis at that point. You know, you've kind of moved on in a sense. But what have you moved on to? Ryan Fitzpatrick's 35 years old. I don't care. And short of the Super Bowl, which you can't predict, I don't think he's Kurt Warner, um, and he's certainly a little older than Kurt was at the time. But short of that, he's he's doesn't even have a contract with you next year. So you're going to sign him to a 40 or $50 million deal at the age 36? Um, you know, he was brought here to be a backup. He's doing his job and doing it better than anyone could imagine. He He's not only kept you afloat, he's actually put you in the position of being a division leader while Jameis was on suspension. Um, but you lose Winston, and you got to get this thing of – almost $20 million sitting there that's guaranteed only against injury. So if you don't play Jameis, then he's not going to be injured. So you're good there. But then you're going to offer him $20 million and say, hey, let's come back next year. You know the whole Fitzpatrick thing. It was just a good story. And, you know, we didn't make it to the Super Bowl, but you're really our guy. You're our guy. But no, you, no, I'm not. But you talked about <laughs> the greater good. But another angle to this is, by all accounts, Jason Light and Dirk Cutter coaching and GMing for their jobs this year. They are, and they if need they, wins. If they take out Fitzpatrick when he's hot and Jameis comes in and doesn't succeed, they're done. Right. Right. That's true. So if you make that call and it doesn't work, you're done. That's true, too. So you're you're risking your job at that point. Are they willing to? And that's, well, that's, you that's are. That's where I go back to, do they believe Jameis can – can duplicate the success of, that Ryan is on right now. Now they Ryan, have to. Believe Ryan cools that. off I mean, in three or four weeks. It's a different story. Yeah, right. And I think he'll look. I don't. A couple of things. I think that teams are going to adjust. I mean, I was shocked. Sure. I was shocked that Philadelphia came out there and on the first play they run a, a corner blitz, and the safety has to rotate over to Evans to to cover up, and Deshaun Jackson is one on one. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Down the field. I mean, that was just, that defense made no sense to me. You had to spend all week watching these balls go over the Saints' heads. And the first thing you would do is say, we're not letting that happen. They're not striking from 75 and 80 yards. It's, that won't happen, okay? They did it to them twice. But no, I mean, well, the first play, no one expected it. The first, obviously, Philadelphia didn't expect it on the first play. No, but I mean, you put yourself, you you made yourself vulnerable to it sure. by vacating a corner on the first damn play on defense. So that was a weird, that was a weird sort of thing. But at some point, when you've got two or three games on film now, you know, because every year every team's different, and sometimes it takes. I'm you know, talking to Dirk Cutter. He goes really to figure out what a team is trying to do and what they're about this year. Um, and there's a lot of carryover with coordinators on certain teams and whatnot. But he goes, you really need about – we study tape of the previous three games, five games, you know. So the first couple of weeks are sort of a feeling out process anyway. Well, at some point, I would say this week with Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh's defense has been pretty bad. But at some point, teams are going to go, no, 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 no. You're going to ha- – you are not throwing it 
over our heads. You know, Deshaun Jackson's going to run a lot of go routes that the ball's not going to come his way. Because, you know, if you, you we're going to get let you be checked down Charlie, but we're not we're not allowing that, right? And you can't double everybody. I get all that stuff. And there's ways you can scheme up big plays no matter what defense they play. Um, but I got to believe there'll be an adjustment to Ryan Fitzpatrick. He can't I, – I mean, unless he's – you know, like I said, unless he's going to be the MVP candidate, I don't see him keeping this pace up, you know. But, but I mean, you have – if you drafted that guy number one and you've watched him improve every year, and I think he has improved. I mean, statistically, I can quote them to you. Um, you know, the wins have not been there. I think we there's a lot of reasons for that. Certainly, he has to wear some of that too. He was injured last year for three weeks, came back probably too soon. So, you know, a lot went into that. But, but he's gotten better. I mean, you have so much investment in time, in – in games that you played him in, you know, so many different, you know, money. Um, and, and what happens? I mean, you know, if the guy's out of here in a year, you're starting over, man. You're, you're, you're like everybody that doesn't have a quarterback again. You know what I mean? And no, no guarantee that you'll be in position in the draft or that even the draft that you are in position has a guy that's even half as good as Winston, you know, was when you got rid of him. I mean, it just, they're in a really funny place with this whole thing. Mm-hmm. They just really are. It's 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 an interesting dilemma. And I'm telling you, nobody at one buck, nobody wants to touch this right now. Nobody wants to even talk about it. Well, you and you know, if you're the team, you absolutely shouldn't talk about it for a couple of reasons. One, right. you don't know what's going to happen Monday night. No, As, you know, you often throw for five hundred. Well, yeah, often in right. sports, sometimes these things just work themselves out. Well, and that's what they're counting on. I really believe that. But I, I mean, I think you know, barring something crazy, I think Fitzpatrick starts Game Four, and then you fit, you got the bye week to figure it out. That's what I think. I think if he comes back, okay, Tuesday, a week from today, he's there a whole week, right? Right. But it's a, for, it's a short it's, week. It's a short week. But it's players. a short week. But he's there. But it counts, and he's not taking first team reps, right? He's he's a scout squad. He's you know, Fitzpatrick is getting ready to play. So during the bye week, they have a chance to get Jameis a few more reps because there's, there's only a couple days of practice. Of, I mean, it's very you know minimal compared to a regular work week, and they try to get these guys like five days in a row off or whatever. Um, but they'll have a couple days, like a Tuesday, Wednesday, or something like that. And you know they can give Jameis pretty much all the reps because you you want to rest your starters in in that case as far as whether it's their arms or anybody has a bump or bruise, you know anything at all. You, that's that's sort sort of your week to recharge, and that's all you got the whole year. So you better take advantage of it. But Jameis, so Jameis will have short week kind of practice you can get back in the flow throw extra after whatever and then and then then he can take some reps you know the week after that and then you got to decide you know you just do and look if they're four and oh if they go and they beat pittsburgh and then fitz goes to chicago and they win again you're not benching them you're just not because that big zero you know next to the number of wins is is a huge thing and 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 I really do. I, I agree with you, Steve. I think they're thinking this is going to take care of itself, that they're going to run into a buzzsaw one night. And it could have happened the other day. You know, for all the big plays that they made, they needed every one of those, you know, because they had turnovers on on, on even more big plays, you know, with, um, you know, the fumble that occurred and, you know, uh, you know, you had a drop pass and stuff like this. I mean, O.J. coughed the ball up. It went – it really was an interception, but – yeah, you know, Mike Evans fumbling when you were going in. So they had a lot of mistakes and they had things that 
you know, that they, they got to clean up. It wasn't, it wasn't perfect. So I just, I think they're in a funny way and I think they really do wish that this takes care of itself, but I just cannot look, I, I know how sports is and you don't want to change anything, but I can't fathom them throwing away a, a talent like Jameis Winston, who you know is better than Ryan Fitzpatrick overall. Now, maybe not cerebrally, you know, cerebrally or, or recognition and, and, you know, doesn't have the experience that Ryan has. And maybe he doesn't even throw as good a deep ball. You know, maybe he's still got work to do in that area. But overall, I mean, the pedigree, everything, the, everything you drafted him for, the whole, all those reasons are still there. And I just, I'm, I'm sort of surprised. I mean, I love the Ryan Fitzpatrick story. He's been great. I think he, he's, he's earned his way to play. This is not a fluke. This is not something that he's being handed. He took advantage of this. And he's having a ball. And he knows in his own career that he's been on top of the mountain. And then he knows how steep that fall is. And, and it happens in a snap of a finger. And that's literally Dirk Cutter snapped his fingers today when I was asked when I asked him about it. And he goes, you know, we'll worry about that when the time comes. Right now, you know, we're going to right after right after I get out of here, we're going to we're going to start working on Pittsburgh. And that's all that matters right now. You know, everything, everything else is in the future because it could all change just like that. So in a part of me believes they know, you know, football, either guy gets hurt or just isn't very good or whatever. And I think that would be the best case scenario for them. But I'm telling you, they, it, they're in a funny place with this whole thing now. They're, like in, a, they're in a funny get, place. But I'll tell you, it's a much better place than the alternative of being. Oh, sure it is. No question. I mean, yeah, you'll take this. You'll take this funny place anytime when you're two. Absolutely, absolutely. They, but you know what I mean. Like it's ironic, isn't it, that you've won yourself into a quarterback controversy that you never intended to have. You never intended. Look, how about this? Okay, it's not the exact parallel. All right, let's take Nick Foles. Okay, what did Nick Foles do last year? Well, Wentz got hurt, and the guy had a dream like never see it happen again. Takes over a team that was very, very good, and you know, from a quarterback who played, you know, lights out, wins all those playoff games, goes to the Super Bowl, wins it, becomes the MVP of the Super Bowl. They start him the next year, wins his first game. Okay, let's assume that that a couple things go right, and he wins his second game. Let's he's one and one, but let's say he was two and zero. Oh. The first minute that Doug Peterson heard that Carson Wentz had been cleared by doctors, he ran out there and announced that he's the starter this week. Right? Here's a guy that won the Super Bowl, was the MVP. As good as Fitzpatrick is, he didn't do that for him. And they still didn't waste any time saying, no, 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 no. That's our franchise. That's our future right there. We drafted him. Well, but that, right? that that goes back to that's my question, and I don't know if we fully know because is Jameis Winston in Jason Light and Dirk Cutter's eyes the franchise quarterback? And but the caveat to that is they got they they have to win this year just to get to next year. I so know winning but, this year is more important than. But next you year. can't have it both ways. You can't you can't both win with Fitzpatrick and then say, but he's still our guy. Well, I'm you not can't saying do that. it. What I'm saying is, is if Jason Light and Dirk Cutter don't win this year, they're gone. It doesn't matter what happens next year. So, well, that's true. So some but, of it I is mean, worry about this year, and we'll figure out next year. Next year, there, there well, can be a except, little bit of that at play, only because, hey, if we're gone, it doesn't matter what what happens. And you know who's ultimately going to decide this? The ownership. True. 
end of the day, it's their team. And look, folks, I'm telling you, they love Jameis Winston. I mean love Jameis, okay? They love winning. They love what Ryan Fitzpatrick's doing, don't get me wrong. And if they thought he could do it for 16 weeks, they'd play him and ride him all the way to the Super Bowl if they thought that was going to happen. But they have every intention of this guy being their quarterback this year, next year, maybe the year after, and so forth. Well, and that's something we haven't talked about. It's possible they've said Jameis is starting game four. Well, it's I don't possible. think they said I mean, game four. I, well, I, I, who my, knows? My I'm, sense I'm saying it's it possible that could happen, or maybe they've it, already it said could. That. I mean, it, you know, look, does that happen? Yeah, it happens. I mean, I think you're, you're better off trusting your football guys and letting them do their jobs, but owners do metal. We know this. I My sense of it is is that, they're fi- that they would be fine if, if – Fitz plays well, win or lose, with all the reasons we talked about, short week, all that, that they go, you know what, it, it might be unfair to Jameis to go into Chicago and have that monster of a defensive end coming off the edge at you, and you have not you have not played a any meaningful fo- – no football at all in 37 days. You have not been on a field against competition in 37 days. And we're putting you out there with Khalil Mack bearing down on you in Soldier Field. That just might not be a good, smart thing to do. So, you know, from that standpoint, I think even the owners would be like, yeah, no, I, get, I see that. But believe me, this, and again, this might be an ownership thing. If it doesn't work itself out uh, and he cools off just a little bit or they lose a game or two, I don't think there's any question that they, you know, that, that they make Dirk aware that, hey, we have every expectation Jameis is going to take over again. Just like they had probably every expectation that Todd Munkin was going to call plays. <laughs> and that happened. So this kind of is an ownership deal, right? And Because here's the thing. GMs don't get to draft quarterbacks first overall twice. They rarely get another franchise quarterback opportunity. It just doesn't happen. You know? This one has to work. Or somebody else will be picking the next guy. So it's a really interesting thing, though, isn't it, that Fitzpatrick has done such a good job that everybody's talking about this, and no one would have talked about it if he had kind of like, you know, like he did last year against Miami. Yeah, they they beat the Jets, but the Jets aren't very good. He didn't play all that great. And then, you know, they had to rally late against Miami, and he made some plays, and, you know, he got waxed by Atlanta and just absolutely destroyed, you know. That that sort of is the thing that you sort of expected. Not this, you know. He's he's been unbelievable. I mean, I take I have I have a ton of respect for Ryan Fitzpatrick. I love the story. It is truly a storybook type thing, and it's great for his family. It's been fun to watch. He's captivated this whole community. How about all the people that are wearing Fitzpatrick beards? You know, how about the the song? It's magic. How about all that's going on? That, that fans have just, like, erupted to. I mean, it's a movement, you know, in a way. But but you're also like it, or winningly or unwittingly, you're dividing your fan base. You're dividing your locker room in some ways, perhaps. You know what I mean? Like, this now is a thing. One other matter real quickly uh, before we move on is that, you know, you might have noticed Noah Spence was inactive on Sunday. This is their second-round pick from a couple of years ago. Now, he, of course, had the same shoulder injury twice in a way and had surgery both years this, this past year after 
being you know put on injury reserve. They think that they solved the problem. He's gained some weight. I think he's up to around close to 260 pounds or so. And he came into camp. He looked great physically, but hasn't played that great. And in fact, you know, he's a guy that suddenly didn't get any reps after uh, the first game. And they had Carl Nassib in there that had been there like three days. And he took a ton of reps. He took like 25 or 27 plays. So this past week on Sunday, it was very notable that Spence was inactive. And that has not happened, I don't believe, in his career since he's been in Tampa. And so, you know, we we talk, I mean, we've talked about special teams. This sort of happened with Ronald Jones as well. I mean, that fifth or sixth defensive end has to play special teams. And Noah does not start on any special teams, but it was, it was pretty shocking for him to find himself. And he found out on Friday, he wouldn't get in the helmet. And so what he did was confront, confront Dirk Cutter. He went up to his office and they had it out. Now, I, I don't think screaming was involved, but you know, Noah rightfully wanted to know, Hey, what do I have to do? You know, because that's a scary thing to be inactive if you're a veteran player, because you really just sort of a tell that you're maybe one step away from, you know, being let go for another, another position. But so we talked to Spence a little bit and, you know, Cutter said he respected that he came there and talked to him and, and, you know, sort of asked, what do I got to do? And basically the message that Spence got from Cutter was get out of your own head, you know, that you're, you're putting too much pressure on yourself and, you know, that can lead to a lot of things playing slower or whatever, but he's still confident he's going to be back. I just don't know how the numbers are going to work because, they continue to have injuries on, you know, maybe if they get Brent Grimes back and get some guys back, some corners, um, they can do some different things. But pretty interesting player to find himself not on the field after all the work he's put in and coming back from that surgery and everything. So we'll see what, what the future is for Noah Spence. But you now you have two second-round draft picks that were not active along with Ronald Jones on Sunday. Okay, also on Monday night, the Tampa Bay Rays, they win their first game of the series against the Texas Rangers 3 to nothing. Tyler Glass now with a great performance, uh, just two hits, two walks over six innings, gets his first win, I guess, as a Ray. And now they're, what, six and a half back of the A's? Is that right? Yeah, they're six and a half back, only six in the loss column. Their elimination number is seven. So Oakland okay. was off on Monday. If Oakland wins seven games, the Rays are eliminated. If they win six or five, then the Rays can only lose. Basically, any combination of Rays losses and te- and Oakland wins, if it adds up to seven, the Rays are eliminated. So, right. And Oakland's got 12 games left. The Rays have 13 left. Yeah. So it's still, still a long, long, very long, long shot. odds. Yeah. Very long shot. And the, the A's schedule is not very conducive either. They're uh, hosting the Angels. Uh, they go to the Angels at the end of the year. I think they've got the Twins this weekend at home, yeah. and they have another road series uh, Marin- at the Mariners. Wow! So those are the teams they're playing. Unfortunately, they're not. They don't have any games left with the Astros or somebody like that. But yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard. But man, I, I just love the the way the, the the way the Rays have put together these win streaks and these, you know, the kind of last two months that they've had. You know, every game they're going out there and they're doing something great and winning games. Just, they just it's a habit now. Yep. You know, you can see you can see that they go out there expecting to win, and it, it's really cool to watch. And I your mean, guy G Man Choi, another home run. Guy can mash his tenth of the year. The dude can mash, and they put him in good situations against guys he can hit. But you know, that's an interesting guy. Tough guy would be a tough guy to get rid it's of. It's going to be interesting this off season what they do because you got to figure. Choi and Crone are not going to both be here next year. Right. 
and Crone's leading your team in home runs this year. Granted, he's been here the whole year, and Choi hasn't, but it's going to be interesting what they decide to do because, you know, basically neither one of them played deep. I mean, Crone will play a little first base. Choi has not played the field at all since he Mm -hmm. got here. Crone can play first, but Jake Bowers, your your everyday first baseman. So it's going to be interesting what they do. Now you can take another guy that led you in home runs like Logan Morrison and just say bye to him. It's just weird to me. But they've done it before. We've seen them do it before. And finally, it's here. The Tampa Bay Lightning begin the preseason tonight. Is that possible? I swear it was 15 minutes ago I was getting ready to go to Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Final. It is. The Carolina Hurricanes will be in town, and the Lightning tomorrow will go play at Carolina. Then they got a bunch of games next week, including uh, – well, they're home this Saturday, then they'll be home next Tuesday, then they're playing in Orlando next Thursday against the Panthers, and they go down to there as well, so – Seven preseason games in all, and then the season begins October sixth. Yeah, not many, uh, not many positions that are going to be fought for on this hockey team because they have such a a large core of returners and things. There's not many open, but when Braden Point made the roster two years ago, there wasn't really a spot open. Good point. And he played yeah. his way into it. Um, John Cooper today was very uh, talked glowingly about Eric Chernak, who was the uh, defenseman they got in the trade for uh, Ben Bishop when they traded him to the Kings. Mm-hmm. Uh, talked. He he specifically said he could play his way onto this team as a defenseman. Um, Cal Foot's another one to watch out for. He was the first round pick a year ago. Defense. He's probably going to start in, in at Syracuse, but he he probably will see some time this year at the NHL level. Um, and if he plays well enough, he could end up here permanently. But you know, and probably next year he'll be up here. And finally, you want to know what it pays to be a college football coach at the University of Florida? Well, the news is out. Dan Mullen, nice deal if you can get it, right? Six years, $36.6 million. So that's $6.1 million a year. Man. He also has access to a $200,000 expense account, $70,000 in airplane use. Wait a minute. $200,000 a year expenses? Yeah. What do you need a, what do you need a salary for at that point, for God's sakes? Yeah, I don't know what uh, I don't know what all you know. If that's if that's when you're out recruiting, that's your expense account. I don't, perhaps, I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know what that exactly that means. But seventy thousand dollars in airplane use uh, gets a receives a thirty three thousand dollars in annual pension contributions. Man, it pays to be a football coach yeah. if you're a really good one, doesn't if, it? Uh, the, if Florida wants to let him go with without cause, it's twelve million dollars. It'll cost him. Yeah, twelve million. Meanwhile, he can leave for just two million dollars. That's pretty good. Yeah. Most then, then he's got some that. bonuses, too. He's got $50,000 for SEC Coach of the Year, $100,000 for reaching the SEC Championship game, $200,000 for winning the SEC Championship, another $100,000 for reaching any bowl game, $200,000 for reaching a New Year's Six bowl game, $250,000 for reaching the college football semifinal, and $300,000 for reaching the championship game, $400,000 if he wins it. Yeah, that's great. And he knows his his players, they get books and tuition. It's awesome. It's another show. I don't know. Just bitter about that for some reason. Go good for Dan Mullen. I'm glad. Uh, look, that just shows how much leverage he had on them. I mean, getting him from uh, Mississippi State was not was not an easy thing, I guess. Hey, listen, uh, we uh, love your interaction, guys. We're going to have a uh, our popular mailbag segment again this week, so it's never too early to get your questions in. You can do that by tweeting them to us. At Sports Day TV, that's at Sports Day TV, or my, uh, you can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or you can email me at rstroud at tampabay.com. And just remember now, if you need some uh, air conditioning needs, 
You've got to become a millionaire. For 30 years, Howard and Sue Million have brought to you the cool comfort of air conditioning throughout the entire Tampa Bay area. Make them your choice for all your needs in air conditioning and heating. Call them at 727-862-2100 and take advantage of their fine service and products there. Once again, thanks for listening. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. For Steve Versnick, have a great day, everybody. 